0: Hey everybody, welcome to I Disagree. I am Jordan Covey. I am Steve Shustick. Thank you, Steve. We're pronouncing everything this episode. I would like to uh, start this over. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not feeling that riff?
0: <laughs> Actually, we're leaving it in. Right. Everybody, today is a day for public failure and i'm starting it off right i think that um we have an exciting episode today so we have a patron here where you can come onto the podcast right and you get to come on for our main event and as you know that's like our last segment where we usually talk about something that's uh, more consequential or like a bigger topic and for this week we have our first patron that's coming on the show and uh, we had such a good time talking to her and she's been a fan of all the podcasts and she's like super active on I Group, on the Disagroupies page and Twitter and she's just, you, you, you've you heard her. I was going to say,
1: if you've listened to the show, you know who she is. She's she yeah, our you know. number one disagree mail contributor.
0: Yes, absolutely. And it was so good to see her in person when we were recording and to talk with her about all things uh, California, as as you'll see, we get to talking to because Stephen Hurst started that beef along with some of our other patrons when he was <laughs> shitting on San Francisco. So we get to circle back on that. And the intention was to have the guest just be on the main event segment, but we had such a good time talking, it just didn't feel right to cut it off mm-hmm. preemptively. So we're just going to dedicate the whole episode to our lovely patron Claire, and we really hope that you enjoy it. Uh, Steve, do you want to say anything else? No, let's, uh, let's let Claire Fox take it away. Hey everybody, welcome back. Uh, we are here for our final segment but first segment of having a patron come on the show and that is a patreon tier you can sign up for if you go to patreon.com slash i disagree podcast and you get to come on the show and you get to argue with steve and i and today i can't think of a better first guest for us to have Mm-mm-mm-mm. everybody you've heard her and i disagree mail she's on the i disagree groupies page just we freaking love interacting with her you've and seen it's like- her face palm emoji <laughs> yes, you've seen the facepalm emoji. Now we're seeing it in the flesh, and uh, she's not a emoji. to To my surprise, she's a real human, and her name is Claire Fox. Everybody, Claire, welcome to the show. Welcome, Claire. What's
2: up? Hi. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely, totally, really,
2: really exciting.
0: Yes, totally. It's very fun. I uh, I feel like there's a we got a lot of people that are. <laughs> Steve is sporting the avatar name Eric Mickelson, <laughs> uh, so he's. <laughs> so he's in spirit. We've got our patrons and listeners here in spirit that I'm sure are very excited to to listen to this. And um yeah, w- we wanted to like I mean this is our first time doing this. So we like want to hear about you, Claire. Like where are you from? What what's your what's your life? Yeah, how'd you end up this way? Why are you you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your political views if you'd want to just give a little synopsis.
2: Um yeah, sure. So I'm from Los Angeles, born and raised. Um I Grew up in the Hollywood Hills. I went to Harvard Westlake. So I guess that's kind of bougie. Yes. Um wait Harvard. Sorry. I'm so
0: sorry. Yeah. Harvard
2: Westlake is a high school in Los Angeles. Oh, that's like
1: this, this is what they do already. Fancy. This is what they do. They they say, oh, I went to Harvard and they kind of mumble through the Westlake part and people are like, Oh my god, no. Claire went to Harvard. <laughs> wow. Get out of here. I'm on to you already. <laughs>
2: Okay. <laughs> Harvard and Westlake merged a long time ago, <laughs> and so now it's one school, Harvard Westlake. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a fancy schmancy school. And then I went to the University of Pennsylvania, and I got a my major was um, East Asian Studies and Mandarin language. You speak Mandarin. So Uh, So as part of my getting my degree, I moved to Shanghai and I, which was not the best place to go to speak Mandarin, by the way, because they have their own language. But um, that was right when they started really regulating the Internet. And Mm -hmm. so while I was working there, I was working there uh, translating the original version of World of Warcraft before it was uh, distributed through Blizzard. Into, into English that we would all understand as opposed to the English that they had put it into oh, yeah. to begin with. My favorite my favorite translation that I saw was supposed to say, go over to the elevator. And um, the translation I, I was working with said, behold, the ascension of man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's way better.
0: Yeah. I'm only calling elevators that now. <laughs> oh, did you take the ascension of man? <laughs> That's way better. The ascension of man is broken. I'm stuck in the ascension of man. Please, please help me. So, Hot fire people. So you're, you're fluent in Mandarin.
2: <laughs> um, no, I wouldn't say that anymore. Not at all. <laughs> um, it's, it's definitely a use it or lose it language. Mm-hmm. Um, I could say that if people were having a very simple conversation about their health or pet and I was listening to them in an elevator and they were from Beijing then yes I would understand them if you were in but, an
1: ascension of man with them and they it, happen to be from Beijing
2: right
1: so, so how, how long did you live there
2: uh, so I only lived there for three months. See, th- um, you see, do you hear
1: this, Jordan? Mike Friedman lived there. I don't know if you heard the Mike Friedman episode, our comic friend Mike Friedman, who came on to talk about COVID in China like a couple months ago. He lived there for like three years. Doesn't know a word of Chinese.
0: Not a lick. Not a lick. We should have had you on
1: for the damn Chinese. COVID <laughs> I know.
0: That's, that's literally what I was thinking. When she said that, I was like, Fuck Mike, we should have had Claire on. I'm sure I trust Claire to have a better understanding of what else going on. Mike was over there just teaching kids how to speak English, refusing to change his ways.
2: <laughs> yeah, so I have a lot of thoughts about China actually.
1: Um, oh, I'd love to hear it.
2: <laughs> well, you know, I majored in it and I was hoping that it would be a place that would be kind of hospitable and I know a lot of men who have moved there and gotten into business there, but as a as a woman who is Caucasian, um, basically, it's a very isolating experience mm. <laughs> to mm-hmm. go there. It's like straight out of Bill Murray. What was that? Yeah. Lost movie? in Translation. Yeah. That's that's what I felt like. I, yes. I really had no uh, common way of connecting to everyone. And the women would just flock to the European men mm. just in droves. I've heard that. And – and then if I were there, I was seen as like a threat. Oh.
0: <laughs> would anyone and
2: flock to you? Would the men no. flock to you? No, because they have this notion in their mind that, you know, I would reject them. Weird. So you're getting fucked on both sides. Yeah, so it's that's it's very lonely. It's very lonely to be a Caucasian woman in China. If that's like an un-PC thing to say, I'm only speaking of my personal sure. experience. Yeah.
0: Totally. <laughs> That's so uh, interesting.
2: It was back in the day when um, Facebook was open to people who were in the Ivy League, so mm-hmm. there was no privacy controls. And so another another PEN person who actually was living in China found me because she was experiencing similar complete loneliness. Oh my and god! And we we basically just did everything together. Oh, that's and sweet. I was her translator, and everyone would come up to me and tell me to tell her how pretty she was. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's so funny you know what? that's also funny because not to be creepy but like you're a very br- like beautiful person so that's like so funny <laughs> to just get sidelined over and over and over
2: again it happened more than five or six times I mean it was it like became a joke
0: Dude, where- that's how I feel with my mom I'm not even kidding She's just guys come up to us and then just flirt with my mom they're like also how old's your sister like I clearly know she's my fucking mom i'm like dude obviously those tits have been sucked on by things other than men so have that calm down oh my but yes it's... <laughs> no, sorry sorry mom anyways that's
1: <laughs> speaking of which that's i want to oh thank jordan's God. mom for increasing her <laughs> patreon tier
0: she <laughs> did yeah
1: she did after you just caught oh. out her titties
0: Oh, <laughs> thanks mom. Yeah, th- thanks. That's Thank really nice. Thanks, Jordan's mom. That is <laughs> yes. Okay, so we so we had a couple topics that we wanted to get into on the main event. For ever, anyone that's been listening to the podcast, you may have heard the episode when Steve was shitting on San Francisco. Mm. And not only Claire, but also Raphael, our other patron, clapped back at him on Twitter and Facebook alike and were like, hey, shut the fuck up, basically. And so I'm all for that energy. <laughs> <laughs> of, I'm ready
2: to clap back. Of course, yes.
1: Claire came much harder than the polite and mild-mannered Raphael Monterosa. Okay.
2: Yes. Yes. I believe, I believe I your
1: opening line was, shut the fuck up, Steve. So-
2: <laughs> but isn't that the opening line? Uh, yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. It's exactly what we're looking for. It, it designates it as exactly what it is, which is a disagree mail. Um, but... But, yeah, we I, I think that'd be a good topic to circle back on because California, I mean, what is it? Like the eighth largest economy in the world or something? I think it's the like, fifth. <laughs> holy shit.
1: Every Californian loves reciting that statistic and is so <laughs> proud of it, too.
2: Well, you know, ultimately, it's really not important because of the way that our tax dollars goes to, you know, funding states that have a much smaller and more – you know, less successful economy. So having that great economy that's so productive, we don't really <laughs> reap the benefits of that. Right. We, yeah. Um, right. We're,
0: we're just helping out like fucking coattail states like Georgia, like Steve's fucking I want to point out,
1: I've lived in three states in my life and only one of them had an unreliable electrical grid in 2020. How the, what kind of state yeah, is but this? Which,
2: but which one of them was hot? Huh?
1: Georgia and Hawaii and California. I've never lived somewhere that experiences winter. Oh,
0: <laughs> I feel okay. This is a good actually. Well, since there's like wildfires and it is like a massive That's issue. I think thing. That is, the whole goddamn think... state's <laughs> on fire. All right, one thing at a time. Right. I feel okay. This is because I think the I think what you just brought up is a is a good starting topic, which is like like California gets shit on sometimes for not having the most perfect resource distribution, right? But like. Yeah it's such a massive fucking state with so many people and it services so many different populations. And we have an insane climate, especially in the summer. I mean, the climate is, you know, relatively mild, but like when it comes to fires, it's not, it's one of the worst, if not the worst in the country. So. No. And this
2: year is the craziest. It's the craziest weather. I'm a big weather person. I like no matter where I've lived in California, I'm always checking the weather other places and wishing I was there just one of those grass is always greener uh-huh. and i have never i have never experienced a weather uh, flurry of craziness like yeah. this i've never opened the forecast in regular los angeles so forget about you know out in the valley yeah, and, like not there just normal you know yeah. central los angeles and had it say 107 degrees it was like, 107 in la it was 109 actually but when i went on my run it was 107 you
0: ran in 107 degrees (laughs) oh my god that is so hardcore dude really slowly really (laughs) slowly (laughs) yeah some might call it a walk but i maintain it's a slow run so where where
1: where else in california have you lived claire you've lived in la and san francisco anywhere else
2: um, so I've lived in L.A. and San Francisco. That's in, right. In California. Okay. So the, the, yeah. the two
1: main spots. And I guess San Diego would like be third place in terms of places that California would be known for.
2: Yeah. And yeah. I think it's, San Diego is really interesting because where you guys live is somewhere I've never been. Even though I visited what you call San Diego a bunch of times, it was really um, like the exits like Del Mar. But I think the place was Seal Beach.
0: Oh, Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Steel Solana Beach. Beach. Oh, so- Solana yeah, Beach, Steel that's right. Beach, right. right. totally. Long Beach, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, Steel- yeah, yeah. Solana Beach. Solana it's Beach. It's so California. I like to describe <laughs> where it is by the exit and then everything <laughs> else
0: <laughs> I know, that's so true. But yeah, I uh, that's a great. I love Solana Beach. But yeah, that's like North County. I would count that as San Diego still. But San Diego but yeah. County.
1: But yeah, you're not within the city. Yeah. Minutes.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I never, I never saw a person experiencing homelessness.
0: Mm. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Solana <laughs> Beach, North County is definitely better when it comes to that stuff. They just like bus everybody to the south, essentially. <laughs> but <laughs> they do. They're like, this they is must. Del Mar. No, thank you. <laughs> and they freaking send everyone down. It's bad. But Steve has shit with San Francisco, probably more so than L.A. or San Diego, correct, Steve? San
1: Francisco is the worst city I've ever seen in my life. Okay, and let's I, start there. I've been around. Like, <laughs> I've been to Cleveland. I've been to Detroit. I've seen all the, the, the cities in our country that people say are shitty, that have the shitty reputations. Not nearly as bad as San Francisco. San Francisco is a nightmare. Absolute nightmare. What?
2: So I want to know what about it okay. gives you that opinion. Because... I just can't even imagine how you arrived there. Yes.
1: Okay. So again, <laughs> I've I've been all over the country and a, a decent part of the world, you know what I'm saying? I've I've seen a lot of cities. And I had never in America seen a homeless baby before. I saw one the first half hour walking around downtown San Francisco. That's insane. Like I, I've literally done done uh what, what's it called? And-
0: Steve, that's that's a very extremist argument. There are homeless babies. Exactly. What? what kind of place <laughs> has I homeless w- babies? Like.
2: Well, what I want to know is, did you know that the baby was real or not? Because it could have been a fake baby. <laughs> no, because
1: it, it, this baby was crawling around on the sidewalk and think these are san francisco city streets so that means that baby t- had to put one hand on a piece of poop another hand on a used yeah. heroin needle you know what i'm saying yeah. and, and the mom's just sitting there watching him crawl around holding the sign like hey i got a homeless baby give me money and i'm looking wow. around because I, look i live in i live in downtown san diego i'm not some rube i've seen homeless people before i'm not like oh my god what's that but i've never seen a homeless baby before so i'm asking locals as they're walking by on the crosswalk like hey, guys, what do y'all do when you see a homeless baby? Is there a number you can call? Like, what? Well, yo, check it out. There's a homeless baby. And the San Francisco locals looked at me like I was crazy, like I was the one <laughs> endangering a child. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the kind of town it is. It's just a bunch of smug assholes living in, like, tiny little fucking apartments that they're paying $4 million a month for and being super smug about it and super proud that they live in the city. And I understand why they're proud. I get it. You can tell that that used to be an amazing city. You can tell. You can tell it has the potential to be even better than New York. It could be the greatest city in the world. And I think that's why it makes me so angry because they just fucking squandered what they had. They just fucking wasted it. They trashed a fucking gem of a city. Mm.
0: Well, that was that was a beautiful rant with a bit of a plot twist at the end. Really? You're taking the Patriot stance. Then. I
1: am. You're just, <laughs> I, I'm you're fucking just, embarrassed I... by San Francisco as an American and as a Californian and as a, as a, citizen of earth i'm just like what happened here
2: um okay so i was living there for eight years and i never got to see the homeless baby maybe it grew up i'm not sure (laughs) okay (laughs) yes um now it's the mayor and i mean I, if it was a tourist attraction, it's possible that I missed it just as a local.
0: Right. On principle, <laughs> you would not have
2: gone. Yeah. I mean, I'm disappointed to hear it wasn't like smoking a cigarette or doing anything. <laughs> you know I, who
1: knows what happened when I turned away. Really
2: <laughs> really
0: really quick, I have to interject this. I have seen a woman first off, people have babies, Steve. But again, yeah. I
1: understand that, but here's the thing. Like You can't hold
0: you can't hold a homeless baby against a whole city yeah
1: absolutely can i'll tell you why because do you you see homeless (laughs) babies anywhere
0: else yes that's exactly what i was just gonna say san diego well i was going to target the other day and there was a woman who also had a baby and she was presumably experiencing homelessness mm -hmm. and that's like I think more just a consequence of being a human that fucks is sometimes you have babies and sometimes if you also don't have a home then you will have a homeless baby that says right it's not
2: like the baby ran out of the house and was like i just don't like being tied down to this place
1: (laughs) this is (laughs) is the same thing everybody was saying to me when i posted on facebook i'm not mad at the baby guys (laughs) <laughs> i'm not mad right. i'm just saying if, if normally in a normal city i mean there's homelessness everywhere but you never see homeless babies because if because it's not like homeless babies don't exist but when somebody sees one they call a city service immediately because that shit is completely unacceptable in polite So society. what you're saying
2: is that san
1: francisco don't give that a fuck.
2: social social services should have come and taken the child away from the mother that, absolutely that's what you yes. expect absolutely
1: okay. yes in that scenario what do you um, what do you
0: think about that claire
2: i don't agree with that Um, I think that, um, you know, it's common for people to lose custody of their children if they have been sentenced to a crime. But poverty is specifically not uh, punishable under our Constitution in both California and federally. You're not allowed to have a vagrancy statute just because someone's like hanging out. Um, yeah. It is It is poverty. I know that you have this opinion that mental illness is the reason why, you know, everybody's out on the street. And in San Francisco, I will say that we do have some of the most expressive mentally ill and most uh, prone to exposing themselves.
0: Yes. Um,
2: <laughs> That's the best way to phrase it. In, in a, I would say really well proportionally divided throughout the city, they really spread themselves out. So you never really know when you're going to see a dick. <laughs> now, <laughs> there, you can't confuse that though with festivals that are specifically geared Towards, for the purpose yeah. of showing your dick. Mm. My favorite accident that happened to me was I was drinking tea outside in one of the one out of eight days where it's nice weather in San Francisco. And a man who had, was wearing only a cock ring was walking (laughs) on stilts. And so I was up on the sidewalk and I was drinking my tea and I was facing um, sort of perpendicular to where his cock and the ring would be. (laughs) And he stumbled a little bit on his stilts and his cock ring hit me in the face. No. No! The cock yes with the cock. Oh but my I, god. I don't think I would have noticed it as much without the ring. You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs>
1: you know, is, so you're you have Okay, I'm not even going to say it.
2: <laughs> oh my
0: god. Wait, that is the mo- that is such a perfect image story like See, Oh my god. That's and that's, that's like, one of those the- one of
1: those San Francisco stories. It's like, ah, it's such a quirky, fun, crazy town. Like these are the,
0: these know, the are-
2: Folsom, the Folsom street fair is where that would happen. And, you know, <laughs> the fact that it happened to me is just, I just sort of saw it as like, welcome to San Francisco, right?
1: That's one of those San Francisco things. Like, ah, it's crazy and zany. and We don't even have to wear clothes here. People right. Have cock rings. And they're on stilts. That's one thing. <laughs> That's one thing that makes a city colorful and interesting. I understand that but le- just letting a, a child crawl around on some dirty poop laden heroin needles street like that's that's not, Are we that's judge not straight us? neglect that's criminal okay
2: i'm not going to allow you to judge the the fallen city based on your alleged <laughs> experience of this homeless baby well, that's a, you don't that's even an know that's if an the anecdote. baby was homeless <laughs>
0: true that's such a great point it's
1: almost worse if the baby wasn't homeless that means the mom was running a scam with her little sign and is using her baby as a prop to get money off of strangers while her babies are crawling around on a dirty san francisco street
2: that sounds I, more plausible that,
1: that's <laughs> almost worse i don't know which is worse but either way that's crazy and the fact the fact that i was pointing it out to locals and they looked at me like i was crazy told me everything i need to know about that town like right there well
0: so you're so you're saying the fact that people seem relatively unfazed by this supposed homeless baby. It's a fucking homeless baby. God. Right. So you're so you're saying that the fact that these people were not as outraged by this as you are mm-hmm. is indicative of the fact that their whole city is fucked and they have zero adequate response to this homelessness crisis. That's what you walked away Pretty with much. after seeing that. And the the, the, the
1: homeless baby is an encapsulation of my entire right. experience both times I've been to San Francisco. It is the craziest shit I have ever seen in my life. And the fact that it's so expensive, I'm just like, who who lives here and thinks this makes sense?
2: Well, so one thing the I'll say. The weather's not even good. The weather is not that good. You're right. But it's really close to places where the weather is really good. Mm-hmm. So live there. and. Well, right. But except for where I was located, I was living so I could be close to work. What neighborhood
1: were you mm-hmm. in, by the way?
2: I lived in Knob Hill, right at the top.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's, I guess, like northwest right... of downtown?
2: Um, It's actually, if it's shaped like this. Downtown is there. So it's actually to the west directly. Mm-hmm. Cause, because the city runs more east-west, there's the bay side and the ocean side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, my whole life in San Francisco existed within the one triangle from my house toward Marin and down to downtown mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it was like the tiniest so I really didn't have um, you know I don't like standing in line so I would never go out to eat in the mission mm-hmm. because just the concept of waiting for food while standing in line was just like that's exhausting it's right. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't want to roll the dice on whether I'm going to eat tonight just right. because of who's in front of me. Um, yes, you know, like t- sorry, we ran out of like our udon with one hard boiled egg in it. Yeah. Everyone else go home.
0: <laughs> so I, I wasn't- feel like you're making a Steve point now. <laughs> no, no, no. no we're, 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 we're-
2: you're helping his case. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not. No, but the point is, is that so San Francisco compared, so compared to Los Angeles where I live now and where I'm from. I wouldn't say that San Francisco is the easiest place to access like all the different kinds of culture and shows and awesome, you know, San Francisco people would disagree, but in my opinion, you know, you can basically go out on any night in Los Angeles in the before times Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and meet the most random person and end up in the most random place, you know, having the best time Mm -hmm. and somehow be in a mansion and On the beach Mm -hmm. and be home and get fun and fine, and -hmm. that's just like how it isn't. But in San Francisco, people are much more clicky. Mm. So it's like I need to know someone in your running club (laughs) that you invited me to, and then they all have to agree that I'm cool before maybe they call me back to do something with me once. You know,
0: interesting. And is that (laughs) I feel like you're still
1: helping my argument?
2: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Wait, we're not. The thing about it is, is that. I am a cyclist Uh and so when living there you are seriously 20 minutes away from world-class biking Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. dirt road biking mountain biking whatever you're into just across the bridge is the best and most beautiful you've ever seen and Mm -hmm. so and the roads are perfect and so and when you walk around the city, there's really no view inside of San Francisco unless you're staring down at a homeless baby. I guess that isn't <laughs> just <laughs> completely gorgeous. That's that's, that's a know,
1: fact. I agree with you on that. The, the city is no gorgeous, what, and that's what makes me yeah. mad about it. They they trashed well, it.
2: Who trashed it?
1: I guess <laughs> the uh, the voters. I guess.
2: So the one thing that I found frustrating is we kept having this bill every election cycle that was to increase the amount of um, low-income housing. And I, I know that you had a strong opinion about that because it isn't really about low-income housing. It's about, like, get these people into shelters. And I kept being really frustrated because I would see projects that started as low-income housing. You know, they would be large-scale projects. And then the next thing I knew, they were, like, a Dignity Health or just another urgent care center. It's a Dignity and I think Health? It's um, – it's just like a, a healthcare. Uh, it, it's like j- insurance. It could be like any hospital that you're familiar with.
1: Yeah. Uh, so what was it supposed just, to be? It's supposed to be uh, so it
2: housing. It was supposed to be housing, and then because and this is what I think. I'm not sure. I'm not a real estate expert, but I think because the development was made with a nonprofit purpose in mind, the switching from housing to a Yeah, And they don't earmark anything anymore. So the Mm -hmm. switch from a housing to a healthcare, urgent care center is not, you know, no one lied when they Mm -hmm. were raising the funds. Nobody's like reallocating the money in a bad way. And so seriously, like Starbucks, there were urgent care centers all over the place Mm -hmm. and no housing. And I asked my um, godmother, who's actually, she works on mixed-use projects, so that's when some of the housing is subsidized Mm -hmm. and the rest of the Mm -hmm. housing, and it's a nice neighborhood. Developers Mm -hmm. in San Francisco, because they can be so picky and because they want to get such a huge return on their investment, they won't develop those projects. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so you end up with this new housing, which is supposed to cause housing costs to go down overall, because the reason they're so high is just demand. Mm -hmm. People like to live close to work, and because of the shape of San Francisco Mm -hmm. and the livable, more affordable places around it, it takes so long to get there if you're not there Mm -hmm. already. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. they try to expand housing and you think, oh, this is going to be one of these mixed buildings where it's subsidized. And the developers never do it that way. They just sell the units full price or rent them full price and it just never works out. So it's, it used to be easier, but in recent times, just with, people wanting, you know, not in my backyard Uh stuff and whatever. Mm -hmm. It's just very, very hard to find any sort of reasonable housing Mm -hmm. in San Francisco. But they did make, they did finally make a huge, I think it's called an old dog patch or something, a huge lot of apartments and apartments and apartments and they're all housing that's and good they're, they're almost open
0: <laughs> oh, I mean, that, that's <laughs> it's the been thing. 10 years just, I
2: would... no 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 i saw that they were they have refrigerators <laughs> in them and that they're furnished i just think that they haven't like cleared out all the dust or whatever are the sure. are the
1: elevations of man in operation yet, the or, ascensions are, or... of
2: man. yes i never got to test these engine of man and i t- <laughs> i can I tell you that um because there's no people because it's just a kind of a housing district and there's no people they're really aren't any people roaming around who are experiencing homelessness. And when there aren't, it makes a place in San Francisco really creepy to be yeah, around. You're like, it's not homey right now. Obviously. This, no, this it's the same
0: shit
1: because... that people said when they finally cleaned up Times Square in New York. And now everybody's like, oh, New York's lost its grit. Well, it's lost all its what? color and character. Times
2: Square is the worst place on Earth.
1: <laughs> See what I'm saying? But why? Because you can take your family there now and it's safe and clean. Back in the 80s when it was like squeegee man and people were getting mugged and it was all dirty. he's like, this is the real New York. This is cool. This is a Scorsese movie. But now that it's like yeah. clean and friendly and you can like be safe there and take your family, like, oh, this place sucks. I don't no, understand. This
2: it. is what it is. It's seizure-inducing advertisements on every single building <laughs> running different stuff at the same time. Uh-huh. And then like 15 guys dressed as Elmo who are dedicated their lives <laughs> to molesting you <laughs> in any way possible, from the front, from the back, coming around. I mean, God, there so was true. an Elmo and <laughs> it all is the a nightmare. All the hotels that are in that area that are seemingly reasonable priced, you know, are they didn't redo any of the structures. You can smell the cigarette smoke just. Pouring through whatever horrible smell that they put in fake to try to, and all There's the air conditioning units are like
1: from the old peep shows. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, if you took a, a one of those electric like look oh at the God, cum the things, like <laughs> I literally would. I went there a few times for my last job. We the he- headquarters were there, and I would just remain standing in my shoes covered in a bathrobe and just lean against the wall because the concept of even entering the bed was just indescribable. I just couldn't make myself do it. The scenario is running through my head and you could just the cigarette smell covered by the perfume and the way that they make the lobbies really dark so you uh-huh. won't notice that it's just, like, <laughs> disgusting. Yeah,
0: they save on labor that way. <laughs> they just make everything dimly lit, and you don't have to actually keep anything in any sort of visible condition. Well, right. Yeah, if, <laughs> I, I if could you st-
2: wanted to really get down to the man-made coronavirus, I would tell you that it came out of a Times Square hotel. No. <laughs> oh, that, actually, that
1: reads, yeah.
2: I was gonna, I was gonna say,
0: am I correct in assuming then that we can shift Claire's defense of California to hating on New York?
1: That's <laughs> fine because I got so much to say about New York City
0: too. Oh my god! Yeah, oh, you agree on that then? Okay, okay, yeah. that's good. Okay. I can do
2: I can do either equally. I love California. I lived in Philadelphia for four years. Mm, it was California. my mom's sp- strategy. She made me and my brother both go as far away to college as possible so that we would both immediately return to California. <laughs> and it, it worked. You know, we were there like graduation day and the next day on a plane. Wow. Yes. So, <laughs> so you
1: lived in Pennsylvania, you lived in Philadelphia then. Yeah. It's actually a city I've never been to except for the airport, so I can't really speak on it. But what's the, was, was the, were the streets anything like LA and San Francisco?
2: Um, it, it, yeah
1: it, really so there was just raving lunatics on every corner on, on all the business districts districts and in all the neighborhoods
0: homeless babies everywhere
2: uh you know i can't recall the ratio of babies to regular <laughs> people exp- experiencing homelessness but one thing that did used to make me really sad was it would be really cold outside right and you'd walk past and there'd be those vents in the sidewalk mm-hmm. where the train running under would you know make kind of heat go up and and homeless people would be lying on there and I'm talking about oh, freezing. God. Philadelphia doesn't get extremely cold. Yeah. It's not like Minnesota or something. Mm-hmm. but um, they you know, they'd be lying there. they'd be sh- sharing blankets and lying on those. and I just I just always felt so horrible because you know here, you know, someone makes your day a little convenient because they whip out their dick and <laughs> you know, the worst is if you're walking uphill. Because then you really got to make an effort to go away. I mean, luckily, my resident exposer one time actually exposed himself while peeing. That was really oh quite... a, du- a
0: double a do- double one. Yeah, that's, yeah. I think that's, that's almost really an humorous.
2: assault. But
1: do, do you guys hear what we're what we're saying? We're all acting like this he is only, normal for civilized society. He only
2: came after. This is he the He only normal. came after me while I was going downhill. Oh, fair
0: enough. And that's
2: very easy, <laughs> right? To... You have a head start. Yeah. (laughs) It's very important to wear tennis shoes.
0: (laughs) Right. At all times. Yeah. Yeah. The force of acceleration really is helping you in your escape route. And that, that I, okay, here's, here's what I want to ask both of you. Okay. Is also I've totally, I've totally gotten away with not disagreeing with Claire and being the amicable one, because (laughs) I haven't, I haven't expressed that I despise LA. I can't do it. (laughs) I that's can't do too. L.A. I can't. <laughs> and I've just let Steve take all of this shit. This whole <laughs> just,
1: why do you why do you despise L.A.?
0: I mean, for when I go, like, honestly, I can say that it probably says more about what I struggle with internally. But when I go there, the ego of that city just fucks my head up. And I'm like, fuck all of this. Granted, I go there under the pretense of trying to be like a stand up. And so that's just like a whole different scene because it's like half the comics aren't even comics they're just people that are like trying to get their names known and their faces known and shit and so the whole thing is just really disgusting and it's like you're not even funny you're just there to just be it's fucking i really 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 hate that and like i I think your problem
2: i think the problem is is that you have not come to la and hung out with me yes i've never i've never had like a
0: fun time in la with people that don't kind of suck
2: like I am, I don't know why, I don't know where this gift came from. I don't even know what my right is to claim that I'm amazing at it. But what I've been told is, is that I am like the best wing woman because there is just something in my brain where I'm around people and I'll be like, yeah, let's get into this VIP. Like, yes, let's, let's get into this box in this yes. game. And it's just purely by just having a conversation Jumping right into whatever everyone's talking about without having any nerves about yes, it. Yes, I love that. And I that. think that something about growing up in Los Angeles, when you are told by your parents who are like, "You will not be in entertainment because you have to make money because <laughs> we will not support you." Right. Yeah. And then you kind of have people coming into your life as your nannies or whatever babysitters, and they're like, "Oh, I didn't make it in the six months." Like when you're in Los Angeles you can't get caught up in the fact that there's all these people that are trying to make a name for themselves because there are so many failures <laughs> around you. Just everyone is a failure. Even if they make it, it's like, oh, so you knew someone, you know, the right. the whole thing about Harvey Weinstein is like, it's so disgusting because it's literally the only way to get a job mm. is to like get in with the in crowd. And for him, you know, the in crowd happens to have this very specific path, you know, and, but, but that's, you know, it's impossible to get either a job in entertainment, or in sports, like any kind of pro league, Mm -hmm. even in like the accounting department of Mm -hmm. pro team, without knowing people because nepotism is like, not, Mm -hmm. you know, frowned upon, it is the only way. Yes. And so when you live in LA, and you know that, like when you went to school with like, you know, Spielberg's kids and, like, this and that. You just sort of realize, like, you know, these are just people. Right. Yeah. It's and all a fucking joke. It's, not a, it's, a, it's that <laughs> the, the talent rises to the top after the help that they've had from the people that keep pushing yes. them there. Yes. And okay. so the really important thing, I think, is just not take yourself seriously at all. Like, there's a lot of people that try to be, like, I'm so pretty and it's like yep that's all you are yeah <laughs> I see right. that you are pretty right. way to go uh, I hope that I you find Instagram the athlete
1: model too. Oh, God. I
2: hope that you find the athlete that you hope makes it so that you can be comfortable
1: and uh, right. make a living well,
0: the, yeah I think this is this is why I feel bad about hitting on LA too because I know that LA, LA is like the <laughs> so LA way to say that I know that LA is like LA, this LA
2: yeah <laughs>
0: Like, obviously, it's filled with beautiful people, and like, I mean, just some of the best art comes out of that city, and like, I totally understand those aspects of it. The grind to get there, though, makes me feel like art isn't even worth it because it's like I see what people are doing, and it's just, it seems so soul sucking. And then by the time you get to the spot where your art's disseminated in ways that are meaningful to you, What of you is even, like, left at that point? And Mm -hmm. that's entirely too much to put on a city. (laughs) That's, like, not (laughs) fair.
2: It's not fair to do. The city put it on itself, right? You know, like, it's made itself as, like, the place you have to be in order to go. Like, if you wanted to be in show business for real, you would be, like, living here. You'd be going to the comedy store, like, every single day. But then you look at people who have made it, and what do they end up like? Joe Rogan? Like, right. yeah, he might have two million people that like him every single day, and I don't respect a single fucking one of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is, this is not funny we, at all. This is I like
0: disagree, Rogan. Claire. I disagree. We oh, both God. like Rogan.
2: Oh, God. I, I know. We do. We both like Rogan. Well, maybe I mean in his podcast self and not right. as a stand-up.
0: Sure. Well, okay, so here's the thing with Rogan for me. I like how we're just doing a whole tour to California <laughs> on all of these topics. This, this is very fun, actually. But yeah, okay, so for so for Rogan, I think he says idiotic things like all often. Yeah, yeah, often. And when I first got into Rogan or started listening to him, I was like, This guy is so fucking annoying and he sucks so bad. Like he had this one stand-up special where like his peak bit was making fun of a woman who was put as the guard at the white house and like the one time that the white house got broken into was when there was like a female security guard on duty that was like his whole bit and it's like yeah steve fucking loves this shit look at him (laughs) i
1: haven't heard heard the bit but i'm thinking of my own as you explain the premise
0: (laughs) i mean the bit is literally like what were you doing putting a woman there that's like that's the whole bit and it's like It's not deep. And I mean, it's so not deep where I understand part of it is that it's supposed to be like, ironically, not I don't know. Anyways, I'm with you on him being a piece of shit and sucking and saying dumb stuff a lot. However, I appreciate his pursuit. I appreciate his pursuit of having a space where people can come on and just talk about things. You know, it's kind of similar to what Steve and I try to do here, except I feel like Steve and I honestly are smarter than Rogan when it comes to like the (laughs) shit that we let come out of our mouth. Literally
2: everything. So, my problem with Rogan is like, I have heard great guests on his uh-huh. you know, they will talk about stuff, which puts me on a whole new, you know, rabbit hole of finding out interesting stuff. But it has nothing to do with him. And I hear the, I disagree, one, of the th- continue. one of the things that that really makes me feel um uncomfortable listening to a podcast is when I can tell that the guest is embarrassed. <laughs> and And he can't. And I'm just listening to this guest be so embarrassed to be having this dumb conversation. And he's just going on and on about like whatever. And that has happened so many times that I you know, the, the podcast is like two and a half hours,
0: yeah, it's so and long. <laughs> He he will have
1: like some like the the number one ranked paleontologist in the world or some supreme expert in some field on it. He'll be like, So what do you think about DMT? And it's like Rodeo, <laughs> ask him about dinosaurs.
0: <laughs> That's so true. That is just, so
2: true. <laughs> I've heard him say so many times, like with especially if they have comics on, he just always this is women. Like Mm -hmm. he's married and he has a family, but he always, this is women. He has this thing that he goes into with about like how women are always after the money and the divorce. And, you know, I used to practice divorce and I have like a very good understanding of like why community property laws are the way they are and, Mm -hmm. you know, how uh, a domineering man can take a business that two people started together and -hmm. just use it to like hide from his family. And then in the divorce act like, well, I was the one making all the money while you did everything else and listening to him. And it could be just my personal experience and my knowledge, but hearing someone speak as though they have knowledge about something that they so clearly have no fucking idea what they're talking about for so such a long time (laughs) is really, it's really such a drag. Well, I think think
1: he's talking about his personal experiences with friends of his in show business that were rich and famous celebrities right whose wife wasn't and then took all their money after the divorce
0: yeah
2: that one time that he talks about so much yes
0: that one time or also the fact that all of his friends are fucking douchebags sorry And they have, it's like, oh, you mean the wife that you picked for purely no other reason other than mm. them being hot doesn't have a lasting bond or connection or care in the world? Well, about turned out
1: she was a gold digger. Who yeah. well,
0: not even, Well, I- not even turns out she was a gold digger, just like you pro I'm making a lot of presumptions here, but if your relationship isn't built on real shit, then yeah, it's probably going to fall just, apart. And-
2: just think about it this way. I'm a model, okay? pretend. Mm -hmm. So I'm a model and I meet some very wealthy guy. And because Mm -hmm. of the way that he has to run his life, if we're going to have any kind of stable person in the home, and I'm not just going to be like, you know, oh, you're Tom Brady and I'm Giselle or whatever. And we're just Mm -hmm. both going to be like like fantastic all the time. That's not the dynamic. Usually it's, you know, a model. That's that agreement to get married and to be where that man wants you to be when he wants you to be there is an absence of income and a stopping of your career that you, you made a decision to do and you get to get something for that.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you get to get half,
2: you know, they don't get half. All you get is half of what the person earned while you were together and the The theory behind it is is that that person's success while you're married is something that you contribute to because of the fact that you support them and are married to them. So there are men, and I will tell you this happens all the time, where they will stay married so that they can try to hide money so that they'll have less. And (laughs) sometimes they get away with it. Sometimes they just end up staying married longer. And so it's more money that they owe (laughs) the other person. Um, and you know, if you're that concerned that that's going to happen to you, like get a prenup, like oh, I agree. let the yeah. woman make a decision that's best for her. Mm-hmm. And if you agree to, if you have a prenup and you agree to X, then don't try to get out of it. You yeah, know, that, it's business. It's a contract. That's how the whole rest of the world works Yeah. I Wait, agree. I'm with you. Joe Rogan, get a yeah. fucking brain. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, I have never to- not
1: re- okay, Good.
2: I have to
0: respond to the face Steve was making, Claire, when you were talking about (laughs) women supporting men throughout their marriage and like that being one of the reasons why they were able to make that income. Steve, am I correct in assuming that you were making a that's kind of bullshit face? I mean, come on. Okay. I have a, I disagree with your face. I (laughs) I disagree with your face too. I have to say. say, You have nice teeth. (laughs) <laughs> yes he does. he does have very nice teeth <laughs> just screw the face fine teeth i i think my okay so my parents split when i was in fifth grade my dad is an attorney and my mom and him got together right when my dad entered law school 1000 percent. my mom was a single mom effectively when my dad talking about doing, normal people oh well yeah i'm talking about
1: super famous like oh oh if, if Tom Brady, if, like, Giselle, Giselle's a famous model. is so a bad example. But if Tom Brady just married a random hot chick and then they divorced 10 years later, random hot chick had zero to do with his four Super Bowls.
2: Random hot That's chick. not, you don't know that kid and the house. I'm going to make that face again. Then. You don't know that. That's absolutely not true. You do not know what kind of weird CTE shit he's like when he's at home. You don't <laughs> know what kind of like re- Like emotional support that she provided by being the person that was there for him. You don't know if that man would never have been able to, not knowing that that woman was there at home and supporting him and rooting for him, been able to be anything. Maybe the only reason he even rose to be the professional level is because he married someone who was always saying the right things to him. There is a great woman behind every great man. And That be. is a fact.
1: But if we're, yes. using, if, if, we're using for that,
2: president. if we're using that, if we're using that
1: argument, though, I get I'll, that a lot. <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll concede the point, Claire. I'll concede the point in that case. But if that's the case, then you also have to be like, well, then what? Maybe by that logic, that means Dan Marino's wife is the reason he never won a Super Bowl ring because she was a bad wife and she wasn't supporting him. So maybe. if we if we're if we're, we're going to give them credit for Tom Brady's success, I guess it's Dan Marino's wife's fault that he failed. Like this makes no sense. You only get half of
2: what's there. You know the failures. You know (laughs) the failures are they are taken into account when you get divorced, right?
1: I am so mad at Dan Marino's wife. It never occurred to me now, (laughs) but Danny should have at least two rings.
2: Dan (laughs) Marino was in several successful movies. (laughs) Yeah, and um. (laughs) yeah, continues to be a. A TV personality and has experienced great success because he never let the fact that he doesn't have a Super Bowl ring get to him and he never (laughs) let it get him down. And so that could have something to do with his wife and how she loves him no matter what.
0: Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. I'm going to give that I one feel, to Claire. Claire wins Yeah, I know. I would. I will give that to Claire, too. I will give a lot of this to Claire. Claire, you're fucking awesome. This has been so fun. I feel like uh, you fit in very perfectly to exactly the vibe <laughs> we're trying to create on this podcast. Absolutely. It, yes. This is um, really
2: fun for me. I uh, I know that um, I didn't do my job to really defend California, but I feel like it pretty much speaks for itself. Okay. Let's go <laughs> back to
1: California, then. <laughs> Explain to me how in 2020, in a first world country, in the third largest economy in the world, if it were its own country or whatever the bragging thing is that California, how, is, how do we have rolling blackouts? How do we not have electri- reliable electricity in a first world country and the largest economy in that country? That's This isn't a real state. It's just homeless people, fires, and no goddamn electricity. Huh?
2: Wow. Oh, my God. Okay, Steve, go so, to therapy. <laughs> so, Tell me online. Find the lie. Okay, the thing that you need to understand is that one of the problems that the state needs to work on, and I, I'm not sure if like you, where you live specifically, experiences this, but the electrical grid definitely favors certain loca- locations over others. Yeah. So, I know that like in the Central Valley of California, they experience horrible, you know, lack of water lack of power there there are places that california's electrical grid um doesn't service in order to make sure that certain places are always serviced
1: do you understand how crazy that is in 2020 there's nowhere in podunk georgia that has unreliable electricity every single town in the entire state of georgia in the entire entire every city in every state except for california has reliable electricity it makes no sense
2: saying that georgia is podunk but I am. <laughs> if it were, I would say that that's why they have an excess of electricity. And it's about the distribution on the grid. Okay, having a day in California where it is 109 degrees mm-hmm. and people cannot go elsewhere. You know, that's a perfect day to go to the movies, right? It's like 42 degrees in there. You're sitting completely still in the dark. You can eat up the whole hot part of the day by just going to one of the hundreds of theaters that are within one mile of my house. But mm-hmm. I can't do that.
0: It mm-hmm. would be a
2: great day to go get my hair done. I can't do that. So it's every single person not coming together. So you know where no, you could- no carpooling of electricity. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to service this very huge strain on the electrical grid. And I don't think that you really Why get Why does Texas scent- have
1: that problem? Texas has all the same issues as California in terms of super hot weather, lo- high population spread out. It, it, it's got the, the. It's even hotter in Texas than California. Ha- but- they have How do you know
2: that they don't have rolling blackouts? I
1: mean, maybe they do, I guess. But I'm, <laughs> I guess I should Google that. Does Texas have rolling blackouts? <laughs>
0: you're, you're, you're it too. Now you reserve, by the if, way, Claire, you reserve the right to make points that are not based in fact here. Oh, if, yeah. This, if, if if this, this isn't an NPR. Fit. This isn't a TED <laughs> Talk. We,
2: we I'm an attorney. I try to <laughs> I tried yes and, but like, because I'm like kind of funny. But really, when it comes down to it, like, I really have a to- hard time making arguments that aren't based on facts.
0: Yeah. Well, well uh, you're not going to thrive here
2: then. <laughs> See the, diplo- the diplomas. Yeah. Yeah. I know right. that Steve really has no problem with that. He has no problem saying he's Eric Muckleson. I mean, he's just like <laughs> living in a fantasy world. It's it? a
1: tribute to the man who paid your way, Claire.
2: <laughs> oh, thanks, Eric.
1: Shout out to Eric.
0: But that was, I was yes.
1: gonna, back to the electricity thing. If I drive an hour north on the five, I drive past those two big tits on the coast, which is a nuclear power plant that they have decommissioned. Walk me through this, California. So. We have rolling blackouts and a decommissioned nuclear power plant.
2: You know, maybe Homer Simpson was the head of that plant that (laughs) just went down. (laughs) Uh-huh. It, you see what I, I'm can't, here? I can't answer I can't answer facts that I don't know about. What I do know is that there's a lot of danger that comes with operating nuclear power no matter how no matter how efficient it could be. The you know they had a, a tsunami that knocked out a nuclear power plant in in Japan that like mm-hmm. ruined fish forever. <laughs> fish, <laughs> are fine. fish are fine. You know, and <laughs> I'm not sure that we've developed like the the safety mechanisms that go around the nuclear core to like not have a Chernobyl thing happen because that would be there's awful. been
1: there's been three nuclear incidents in the history of nuclear power. There was Three Mile Island, there was Chernobyl, and there was Fukushima. Three Mile yeah. Island had zero casualties, so now you got Chernobyl and wait, Fukushima.
2: Wait. wait. wait casualties when it comes to a nuclear accident are not measured on the day.
1: Well, they haven't had uh, like a huge increase in three armed babies either.
2: The cancer death that comes from high dose of radiation is horrible. First of all, like all your skin falls off and all of your organs, but it's like never fast enough that you can just die. It's sort of like it's peeling and they're failing and, you know, you just turn into like this bubble. Yeah.
0: fried yeah Yeah.
2: i think that the reason that you see that there's only three incidents is because each time there's a freaking incident it's like whoa that was really bad but it's
1: it's a a lot of like it's it's a lot of emotional content because i mean you're talking about cancer rates if there if there is some kind of nuclear failure you're going to have a Uh, uh, an explosion in cancer rates in that area like you have around Chernobyl and you're probably going to have around Fukushima fine how much cancer is being caused on a daily basis by just the shit that regular power plants are dumping out that we don't even care about or notice so there's a trade off in everything
2: I worry about that constantly Mm -hmm. Um, you know but one thing I can tell you is that if you have a Geiger counter and it is beeping fast you are actively being killed and Do you have you go, one of those? No. Oh, okay. Psychotic, <laughs> but if you go into... So Chernobyl was in the 80s, right? Uh-huh. If you go into the city of Chernobyl and you have one of those now and for the next like 25,000 years, which is the ha- half-life, half-life of that, yeah. it will be beeping quickly and indicating that it is killing you. And so uh-huh. there are huge... There's, this is a huge population center in Los Angeles. You know, it's got, you know, it's really spread out, but it's got so many people. San Francisco is incredibly dense. It doesn't have rolling blackouts, but it's also the tiniest. It's a seven square, seven miles by seven miles. So 49 square mile city. And so when you have a, you are one energy source and you're task is to provide energy to in a massive spread out city like Los Angeles and you throw a nuclear power plant in there, the people that possibly could be impacted by a nuclear accident are, in other words, each person that is exposed to radiation themselves becomes a conduit for radiation towards other people. Jesus, really? So it's like COVID-19, except for radiation poisoning. And that can just spread on into infinitum. So it's you know I don't know that that's why they shut that power plant down. But if it is why, I'm cool with that.
1: Yeah. Well, let, let's let's forget the let's let's say forget
2: nuclear, about the, the irradiated people. Well, let's <laughs> say nuclear
1: is unsolved. Fine. We don't know whether or not nuclear is safe. I think it's safe, but. Fine. Let's say it's not. So, okay, fine. You just have an empty power plant. Retrofit it with something else. Our state has rolling blackouts in 2020. Like, Are
2: they that you, bad? You have an
1: empty power
0: plant. That. I mean, this I... This not a real state. I, I, what is what is about I know. He always ends it with that. This isn't even a real
2: state. <laughs> <honest>. like, <laughs> our state is amazing. It has... 15 different ways to get to everywhere, which is amazing. You know, you go to Hawaii yeah, and on the big Island, there's one road. Mm-hmm. And if there's an accident, you can't go anywhere that day because it's one circle road. And if at any point there's an accident, if you're, it's, Between your circle, you need to go all the way around the other way. You
1: are not actually making an argument in favor of California based on travel logistics when you live in Los Angeles, are
2: you? I am. I 100% am. I 100% am because, you know, I really feel like if there weren't so many meddlers with the flow of natural traffic, like all of Westwood, that's like no left turn. (laughs) So you're like stuck on Olympic for like the rest of your natural life.
0: Oh my god! I know that's. I it don't know would.
2: How- it would flow very nicely, yes. Pe- but unfortunately, you have a lot of assholes who are like, "Oh, good, I can take this side street and go seventy-five miles an hour."
0: Mm-hmm. You know, I do not know how you live in LA with traffic. That alone is insane. But if you grew up with it, I guess you know all the ins and outs as much as possible.
2: It's better now. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Um, I mean. I don't want to share any of the secrets. Sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if if we ever move there one day, because unfortunately that's what this industry does, <laughs> it forces you to move to that city. All you'll have to give us the inside scoops. Yeah, um, and you can
2: you can rent the other bedroom in my place. Oh yeah. my god,
0: do you have an open bedroom? I do. Oh my god. Okay. Claire and I are going to be best friends everyone. Steve, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> like you guys don't need me anymore. I'm out. Um I do I do think this is a good time to wrap this up although it would be very obvious to keep this going forever. Um obvious, <laughs> easy. I had one beer and now I can't talk. Beer. We don't have a video component but if you had it you'd see me holding up a beer as proof i can...
1: deal with ipas california they're so nasty in this whole state especially san diego is so proud of them
0: steve move out of your parents house and grow up
2: <laughs> seriously <laughs> I you're talking about how california is not a real state i mean we we single-handedly us in New York basically pay for literally everything that goes on in this country. I completely agree. And Texas yeah, I was going to say, how come
1: everybody leaves and, out Texas?
2: No, and Texas. I know exactly
1: why, but yeah.
2: Permian <laughs> Basin. But even the people, and yes, we could talk about this kind of stuff forever, but even the people that are like from the boom towns of Texas, they don't even agree that the way that the resources are being exploited are the way to make a profit or, you know, right now, this is, I just have to say this, you can take it out. The, when Trump gave his RNC speech, he opened with this little weird side comment about how we like the gas prices because they're Mm. low, Mm. Mm. which totally ignores that nobody is flying. Mm -hmm. Very few people are driving and there are huge stockpiles of Mm -hmm. refined oil that we Mm -hmm pulled out of the ground in some weird, desperate move to be energy efficient and supply the world with oil. We've done none of that. And the climate, because of all this action, is so messed up this year. And the price of gas is not because he pulled any kind of diplomatic amazingness with OPEC. and, no. make, you know, like, that's what Obama did. We had really, really high gas prices when Bush was president. And the first thing they tried to do, in addition to, like, saving the economy and whatever, was <laughs> make the gas prices, you know, more affordable. Get it, like, in the $3 range as opposed to being, like, five eighty every time. And Trump walks in acting like, how do you like the gas prices? And it's like, you mean because the world is shut down yeah. so there's an excess supply? Like... Way to take credit for like coronavirus ruining our economy and the resulting (laughs) price of gas. Yes,
1: absolutely. But that does bring me to another point. (laughs) Fucking gas prices. Have you seen gas prices in every other state?
2: Yeah, I mean, to go to the the right places. This is right. It gets cheaper. It gets cheaper and. And less cheap, depending on where you are. Oh yeah, I swear. Oh well, yeah, you'd... once you cross the state line, it's just no. dropped dramatically.
0: <laughs> if you go to like Claremont, that's like an area that's kind of inland for us. If you go to Claremont, it's, yeah, it's like about fucking... twenty cents cheaper.
2: No, uh it's way more like than a 20 dollar cents cheaper. Yeah, it's way
0: more than twenty cents
2: cheaper. There's a gas station here in Beverly Hills that is one dollar cheaper. I mean, one dollar more expensive than the gas station on the other side of the street on the same street because that's not Beverly Hills.
0: Oh, my God. And
2: it's a whole dollar cheaper at every level, right? Like, oh, unletted. my
0: God. And dude. I'm just
2: like, oh, man, sex if you just got to be going east. Like, I know. Like,
0: seriously, <laughs> man, It's fucking impossible to get to the other side of the road. You're you like, can't oh, I turn Yeah, I just <laughs> fucked myself then, I guess. Yeah, dude, I know. Not to mention the fact that Californians are responsible, Steve, and passed a tax increase to encourage multiple things that are all good, I think, for society. Yeah, and um, we have
2: Tesla. So not
1: only is the state on fire. nothing's affordable. There's homeless, mentally ill people everywhere, and I don't have reliable electricity, but they're also going to raise my taxes.
0: I well, no, that already happened. That already happened.
2: <laughs> the thing you have to also understand is like the people that are, you know, experiencing homelessness by choice, which a lot of people a lot of people who are mentally disabled, right, they ha- qualify to be on Medi-Cal, and they qualify sometimes to get Section 8 housing. So there are a lot of people that are chosen homeless. You know, yeah. you were talking, I think, about schizophrenics. And I know that, like, mm-hmm. there are people who are experiencing schizophrenia who have stable housing. And they just would prefer to be, what did you say, yelling at the moon? Barking mm-hmm. at the moon?
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. um, you
1: know, if you guys live in California, you know the people and so talking about. you talking if,
2: if there is a system in place that is providing mentally – Ill people with stable housing, and they, because this is a free country, want to expose themselves and yell at the moon. That it's not take away from California's statehood or its provision of resources. It's just I, I mental disagree. illness okay God. <laughs> you're,
1: you're, you're talking about the again you're talking about like the gutter punks in ocean beach the the punk home the punk like homeless kids they're like yeah i'm living off the in grid, Ocean man beach, yeah those are free americans don't panhandle don't litter and be homeless all you like but the fucking schizophrenic with no shoes who's throwing trash all over the street and yelling at people and fucking litter like just, yeah it,
2: likely it, they have a fucking up the is- neighborhood they likely have a qualifying disability that would qualify them to receive medical, and they might very well be housed, but they are not um, cared for.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, That's a failure of city government.
2: We definitely,
0: I think, can all agree that the state could do a better job at these things.
2: Well, I think that the United States could do a better job. One thousand percent. It's all a fucking...
0: Actually, I don't know how how much you believe in all of this stuff, Claire, but like... Yeah, 1,000%. There is, like, a massive, massive issue with the privatization of everything that is just, like, fucked over all of our social systems, all of our social safety nets. It is, like, very
2: bad. In Bavaria, they have the castles that, you know, these ancient castles that are on the top of the hills through Germany, and they've actually reconstituted them as homes for And medication centers for mentally ill patients. And they're not institutionalized. They can leave and come back as they please. But that entire castle is dedicated to the service of people experiencing mental illness who need medication and they need it for free. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we've got a lot of mountains where we could put. We've got tons of freaking mansions in the Hollywood Hills that they only use to shoot movies at and stuff. God if is. they just use one is of I'm them. what I'm saying about
1: the library downtown. It's so dumb.
2: Yeah, they just use one. If they just, used one... <laughs> if they just the use a library versus a
0: fucking movie mansion.
1: It's 2020. Well, yeah. I have my library right here. Like, fill that with mental health workers and get these crazy people off my streets. Like,. This God. isn't real. This isn't like this isn't normal. This isn't how things are supposed to be in a yeah. civilized society. And I'm everybody in California. Yeah,
0: yeah. I was gonna say, increasingly so. I hope Steve runs for office so I could just bring <laughs> these clips back to haunt him. <laughs> okay. Um, we do we do have to wrap up, but right. uh, I that that was this was so fun. Claire, you're the fucking best. Um, yeah, Keep sending so that much. hey Claire. We love it. Yeah, thanks
2: for having me. I really appreciate it. And I do send the love when it's deserved. Yes,
0: yes, you do. (laughs) Yes, and we appreciate you supporting us and following us. And uh, yeah, we'd love to have you back on. So we'll talk to you later. And that's it. Sounds great. Thanks, Thanks, Eric. That was fun. Bye.
2: Uh, Thanks, thanks, Eric. My hero.
0: All right, everybody, uh, that was the episode for today. Again, thank you so much, Claire. I would like to encourage everybody to check out uh, us on iTunes. If you want to leave a review, that would be fantastic. I Disagree Podcast, chances are you found it, else you wouldn't be here in the first place. You can also hit us up on Twitter at the I Disagree Pod Give us a follow there. Send us your I disagree mails. If you disagreed with Claire, let everyone give Claire some. (laughs)
1: I'm going to send an email for this episode.
0: (laughs) Uh, But yeah, hit us up there if it feels right. And uh, who knows? Maybe we'll have Claire back on again to, to clap back and defend her honor. But other than that, that's it for today's episode, everybody. Thank you so much, Steve. Thank you, Jordan. All right. Fantastic. Goodbye.